When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July 27th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling. Today was our biggest list and your boy news podcast ever talking. The, just the absolute insanity that was the last week. Um, there, there are a lot of things to kind of circle back to in that sense throughout this night. Uh, there's a lot of news that will have long-lasting ramifications there but then tonight was one of the most i won't say biggest dynamites but news-packed dynamites that i have ever seen we got alex palowski here to talk about it we're going to take a victory lap or two about fightful select as well alex how you doing uh i'm i'm, I'm doing all right we i we've uh, been joking about how uh with with hunter now in charge with with the HHH as we call him over on Sour Graps, uh, in charge of of Raw and SmackDown, that we might have to change the name to something else if it gets good. If it becomes like main roster NXT black and gold kind of flavored, maybe we we'll have to change it. But but I'm here tonight. I'm realize well, look, the Sour Graps guy's alive and well because I got a lot of things to say about tonight. Oh boy, do I ever! <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Good, bad, indifferent. There was a world title match, an FTW title change, two FTW title matches, a big turn. Undisputed Elite is back next week. We unveiled the trios titles. There's a women's title match. Brian Danielson is back, and he lost. Uh, AEW is going to Toronto. There is, There are a million things, a million things. J14 sends a super chat and asks, why are they doing such a small arena in Canada? For those of you who don't know, AEW finally announced Toronto. I'm going to try to make it out to that show. Um, I don't know why. I mean, they can't do the, they can't do uh, wherever the Raptors play because I think right. WWE probably has a hold in that building, uh, or probably an agreement. But uh, I think they just want to kind of gauge what their audience is there, and I think that's smart. And if you want to get your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat, donate a humper chat. There's a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and get to it. We kicked off this show with a world title match. John Moxley against Roosh. This was a slapper. Roosh, who had been a top guy in ROH as well. Yep. Uh, how'd you feel about this one? Match was great. Uh, uh, the, match was great. The, for some reason, our stream is not on YouTube. I do not know why. Or that's what people are saying. That's what I think that's what Luis is saying. But I, I see a lot of people commenting saying that we are on youtube okay. so uh that's good i'm well, louise says we're good now listen louise oh louise 
Get me, get me panicked, Luis. Lu everybody, drop an L in the chat for Luis. More like losing, Luis. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm using alliteration. Drop those L's in the chat right now. Bury him. Bury the man. Donate your super chats and your humper chats. The best ones from this person named Brutalitities. Yeah. Say it L. L out loud. Come on, Luis. What, what are you doing? Brought us to a screeching halt. This match ruled, though. Match did rule. Um, uh, I like that they've uh, they they did a lot uh, during Death for Dishonor talking about Roosh and how he's like nine and zero in his last nine matches, and and so that makes sense where he's going to get a title shot. Um, uh, uh, I thought this was all great. I love that that Mox is just like fuck it, I'll fight anybody. Put him in front of me on a random dynamite, and I'll beat their head in. I love that. That's the way he's he's using his new reign as champion. I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, all the only problems I, I had, with, like, I even loved Andrade running in, trying to get involved. And then the Lucha bros running them off because, uh, because Andrade and Roosh versus the Lucha bros is something I think we'd all be interested in. The only things I had, only problems I had with any of this was what happened after the match. I loved this. I thought this was good. I mean, I knew Roosh wasn't taking a pin cause it's Roosh. And he doesn't he doesn't eat a lot of pins. No, but the match itself was good, and I don't have a problem with him passing out. That's a completely acceptable I, way of losing. I love that. That's a standard way that Mox finishes guys. Yeah. Like if if it's a like Brody King, Ethan Page a, a few months ago, Roosh here. Like he, he once he gets in that bully choke, this he just uses just just this awesome uh, center of gravity. The way he bridges while pulling back. Um, you're not, you're not going to be able to stay awake for very long when you're fully in that move. And I love that it, it is able to protect the guys that he's facing. You don't want to give a guy a pinfall loss. Perfect. Uh, Mox has got a, has got a perfect submission move that can protect the guy when he can still lose, yes. but he didn't give up. And that's important. I do think it's very, very important. And, uh, of course, we get a little gang wars towards the end of this. It's AEW. We're getting those gang wars. Sure. But uh, after this match, we get Yas. And, uh, well, this wasn't going to be good anyway for you because Chris Jericho is challenging for the world title at Quake yeah. at the Lake. <laughs> but there were some elements of this that were real bad. Axel Hunter says that Anna J promo. There's going to be signs next week that say, choke me out, Anna. Won't there? And Dante says heel Anna J is cool, and I'm interested to see where it goes when she's not involved with Yas. Well, I didn't think that the promo was good at all. And Jambeard says he thought all the promos were good except for Anna's. Not into her being an English version of Tay's or Ty's sexy blonde gimmick. That was the thing that stood out. That was the thing that that was highlighted to me. Like Anna needs some work. Yeah, that and the fact that I mean I, I don't know this they haven't actually said it but it the way that they um, lined everybody up we had Ty there with Sammy you had Jericho in the middle you had uh, Cool Hand Ange out there and Anna Jay seemed to be kind of like paired off with Ange I don't know if Ange is getting a, a kayfabe girlfriend um, but it it does feel like um, and this is. Uh, the wonderful uh, Kate Elizabeth and I 
DMing throughout the night. Um, uh, and it, that does feel like every woman who's not a champion needs to be tethered to a guy to get on TV. And that's not great. Um, I mean, Anna Jay's promo, not, not great, but also the fact that she's like, I'm, I am here now. I, I get to tether myself to, to, to these men so that I can be on TV now. Well, this wasn't good. That part wasn't good, but I know you're pumped. Jericho in the title picture. I don't have a problem with this. It's a big match for Quake at the Lake. You got Jericho. You got Mox. To me, this is a great television main event. Um, it, it is. If it's that, I'm for it. If it's this and then there's shenanigans and then they push it off and Jericho gets the all-out match versus Moxley, not okay with it anymore. Like Moxley, Moxley, of course, echoing my own sentiments where he says, God, I hate you, Chris Jericho. Uh, <laughs> like, I hate you so much. Um, uh, and his, I thought his promo was great. Give me the lion heart. I don't want to face this thing, whatever this is. This is crap. Whatever you're doing is crap. I want to face the, the last survivor of the heart dungeon. That's who I want. If you don't bring that guy, I'm going to kill whoever the hell this guy is. I think that's great. You're going to do a TV made event. That's fine. Try and, you know, pop a rating, whatever. But um, the, the, the booking of we got to have Jericho go over Eddie Kingston, even though it's clearly illogical and everybody hates that idea, because we need Jericho to win so Jericho can get a title shot that nobody really wants to see when there's all these other guys that, that Mox could be facing. And, you know, it's it's kind of feels like it's just it, – it, it does not sit well with me. Nathan DePaul says, pretty sure this was Anna's first live promo on stage. You're not going to learn if you get time. I mean, you can still do promos on dark. You can do promos mm -hmm. all, all over the place. It doesn't have to be right here on primetime TV. Britt Lockman said that Alex's TV survived Jericho challenging for the title. That's all I could think of. By the way, guys, super chats, humper chats, humperchat.com or here on youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, Alex, what did you say out loud when this happened? Um, I, I had prepared myself for it. Unfortunately, I, I, I honestly, um, I was, I, I just hung my head waiting for the announcement that it was going to be it all out. And then I, then I was like, Oh, thank God. When they announced it was going to be in two weeks at the quake in the lake. I'm like, okay, fine. Great. You, you go ahead, you get in the lake, make it quake. And then, and then we'll move on from there. I'm fine. Um, I, like, I saw some people like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Jericho beats Moxley and then Kingston gets his match against Jericho and beats Jericho for the title? If that's what we're actually going for, I guess that's fine. But those few weeks with Jericho holding that belt and cutting his I told you so I'm the greatest ever of all time and I'm a wizard promos are going to make me claw my own eyes out. By the way, guys, before this person cries, we are simulcasting on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Peter Davies says, I like Dana Jay's promos. Loved uh, Mox and Lionheart promo by Mox was great. Show was fantastic for me. Mia was great tonight, too. Jungle Boy promo, great. Brian, masterclass. I didn't like Dana Jay stuff, and I know Nathan's here saying, we forgetting Britt and Jade's first promo. Who said those should have been on, on primetime TV either at the time? Like, not they weren't ready either. It's I, I'm not of the belief that you should just never do it. It's just... She wasn't ready for this. It wasn't good. I'm not saying like, oh, she'll never be ready. Absolutely no. not. I, no. I think with the with the insane quickness that she progressed in the mm -hmm. ring, 
She she was thrown into the fire in the ring, and she absolutely delivered. She had a match uh, with Brandy that people were like, "Holy shit! Look at this match!" So I don't I don't have any doubts that she'll get great on the mic. Right. We've got. Uh, by the way, Mock says he does not want to face whatever this is. Weird little hat, Jericho. Yeah. Scarf Jericho, he wants the lion heart. So that that gives me some optimism because I remember when he came out at ECW one night stand as the mm-hmm. lion heart. Sure. And I want to see a goddamn lion tamer. That's what I want to yeah. see. Jambeard says, wonder what Jungle Man thinks of cool Ange getting close to Anna J. Alex, I told you so about Jericho going for the title. Called it mo- a month ago when Mox became champ. I made it real life. You did. Uh, Rich Rain says Mox carried that segment on his shoulders across the finish line. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Nurguru says it's kind of sad that Roosh gets a title match before Andrade, whose biggest accomplishment while in AEW is being in Ric Flair's last match. Give Mox a story for the love of God. Uh, I disagree with that. He had a good feud with Cody, like like that match that that went that mm-hmm. happened. I thought that was really good. Eloquent says love that Taz is a regular on commentary. He rules. Well, let's talk about specifically what ruled about that. I thought that AEW, and more specifically Ricky Starks, put on one of the more masterful pro wrestling television performances that I've seen in a really, really long time. Ricky Starks had this fantastic video package that opened up as a heel came out, worked effectively a short comedy match with a super over talent whose gimmick is that they're not really a great wrestler. Right. That person still stayed over regardless. Then he challenged for the FTW title after that, an open challenge. Hook, the new young star, Taz's son, while Taz is on commentary, his stable mate when they haven't really referenced that of late, comes out, Ricky Starks makes him look like a million bucks, and Hook hasn't needed a whole hell of a lot of help uh, looking like a million bucks. Put over Hook, looked great, showed him respect. That was step one in that babyface turn. He showed him respect. What has Hook done to turn babyface? Not anything but be awesome. That's it. What has Ricky Starks done to be babyface? Be awesome. He cuts this promo in about 90 seconds, after just saying, I deserve more than 40 seconds. When I got people that will say to me, why are you bitching about Vince McMahon being on TV? It was five minutes total. Stuff like this, this promo, stuff like the Ciampa promo with The Miz, while The Miz, who is a very good promo in his own right, is just sitting there like, he's got this. That's why I get pissed off. Because magical things like these two things can happen. And Ricky Starks cut a kayfabe promo that was infused with realism about how hard he works. He used the term or the phrase, I turned this from a noose into a necktie about the FTW title. And the whole crowd was for him. Finn Hobbs turned on him and I didn't see that shit coming at all. They did like six things here. It kicked so much ass. I am pumped to talk about this, Alex. Um, this was uh, front to back, top to tail, one of my favorite segments in the history of AEW. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Loved every bit of it, and and it is uh, it it's just a testament to uh, to the performer that Ricky Starks is. Uh, it, honestly, every but it's, he of course anchors everything around this whole deal. He's special. Everybody else played their parts to make the whole thing better. If anybody else is out of line, doesn't work, the whole thing drops. It it lessens. It go. This is an eleven. If any of the other people, you know mess up do something wrong don't play their part right it drops to like a seven and a half but everything worked um i love the little the the pre-match video thing honestly it felt like they had to use it now because they did it and then since they filmed it and didn't use it up until this time Recently, they were like, "We're going to turn him heel. We're going to take him babyface. So we're going to have to do this heel video package at some point." And I, it just came, felt kind of out of place to do it before the thing, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Love Danhausen coming out. I wish he had cut a little promo, like, yeah. "I am here to challenge for the fix the weasel championship or something." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and um, I thought the his little match was fine. Um, the roll up almost sold me a ticket. Like that yeah. was a really deep, good so, roll up. Before the match, I'm watching with my wife. She goes, Who do you think wins this? And I said, I could kind of see them doing a whole angle with Dan Housen as the FTW yep. champion. Yeah. And Taz hates it. There's this conflict with Hook and Taz and Ricky and sure. Dan Housen. There was a lot of meat in the bone there, but the way they did it was pretty goddamn good. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah. Um, him winning and, and then doing this whole thing. I I want I want another 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 challenger, which is the same thing he did last week, right? That was when Danhausen came out as the second one, and he yeah. said, "Well, we're not doing this now. We'll do it yes. next." Week. So we thought so, that maybe that would happen again this week. So when Hook's music hits, I was like, "Wow, they're they're stacking Quake at the Lake." Because I thought they were going to put, make this the thing with Quake at the Lake, and that way next week we get a Starks promo. We get a hook, maybe a hook promo, like a real promo from Hook, like to build the match. And then it just happened. Like it just started. And I was like, well, we're we, doing this now. We were we we're so conditioned to think, oh, well, this will happen. Then Ricky will get DQ'd. And then in a couple of weeks, I guess we're right. so conditioned to that. After we're, so conditioned. we're so conditioned. But, but he, he also already established that convention of I beat a guy. Give me another one. Oh, not you next week. They've already established that as a convention of who Ricky Starks is as the STW champion. So when Hook comes out and the crowd goes nuts, like that was goosebumps that everybody realized it was happening. Everyone has been fantasy booking. Hook takes the FTW title off of Ricky Starks for months. 
and we just they just gave it to us like out of the blue. That was not something that I thought anybody anybody thought we were going to get tonight. Um, the match uh, was short but perfect. Like every everybody had a count like uh, Hook uh, getting speared. Yes, but Ricky didn't go for the cover. He went didn't he? He went immediately for the Rochambeau, and then yeah. Starks twisting out of it into the into the red rum was beautiful. What a great little match! And after the match, you get the the fist bump, which I did not see coming. Like that was really great. And then Ricky Starks promo was a friggin' masterclass. Like Just, like that he had the entire crowd eating out of the palm of his hand, loving everything he was doing. And then Hobbs like that seals it. And we know exactly what we're building to Hobbs versus Starks is this awesome feud that we're going to get for a few months. It's going to be so great. We what got an amazing. Segment. He worked heel for two matches, then turned babyface with a fist bump and a 90 second promo. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was masterful. This is one of my favorite things on wrestling TV all year long. Ricky yes. Starks is a bona fide main eventer. This guy oh, yeah. is such a talent. He he's a, a special, special talent. Yeah. Uh, we got all kinds of super chats. Uh, Chris Rain says, love how they did Hook winning the FCW championship. And man, you could hear the excitement in Taz's voice. And when Taz is excited about something, it carries mm-hmm. some weight. Because really like does. he's so credible, but he's also a little bit of a curmudgeon, too. Like, I've had conversations with him where he's like, yeah, I don't like that these people are stealing my moves, even though I haven't wrestled for 20 years. Like, <laughs> so when he, if if he wasn't proud of his son, he probably yeah. wouldn't say it on TV. Like he, true. He'd be like, he's got some work to do type of thing. It's and true. you can see, I know how proud he is because he's reached out to us about it. Like when he felt like, like Hook was omitted from some coverage, he was like, why isn't Hook getting covered to this degree? Why isn't he in this article about Team Taz? Like, like what gives? Like, what, what, what's up there? And we, the reason was we didn't know he hadn't done anything besides wear a hoodie and have cool hair right. for a long time. Right. Little did we know that he would graduate from like almost this this meme stock of being over. Like he was, he was like the GameStop stock of wrestling. And yes. That stock just kept going up. It yeah. never dipped. And now nope. it's here we are. Chris Williams says a little late, but there's a picture of a young hook with the FTW title somewhere. Surely I would say so. And Joey yeah, Bag of Donuts says such a cool moment to see, see Taz call his own son winning the title that he created. Yeah. I hope we find out later that Taz wasn't smartened up to it. That's mm. what I hope. Yeah. Laura says, hi, Sean. Loved everything they did with the FTW Championship tonight and Starks' babyface turn. Do you know if AEW have big plans for Starks? Do you expect them to be elevated up the card off the back of tonight? I do feel like this might be more of a vehicle to establish Hobbs um, than Ricky, but I think that Ricky is undeniable. Uh, No pun intended to one of his best friends, Cody Rhodes, but... Mm -hmm. Sawyer says, maybe it's the turtleneck Ricky was wearing in that package, but the face turn feels like Rocky Maivia becoming The Rock, and I can't wait for the push. This guy is so quick-witted and just, he's got that demeanor, and I love it. Like, no matter when anybody talks to him backstage, like, no matter what anybody's up to, it's ridiculous because he's not involved in it. Like, to him, it's the dumbest thing ever because it wasn't his idea, and he plays off of that natural charisma so well 
Uh, yeah. it, it works. And Joey Bag of Donuts says, strap a rocket to him. He's awesome at everything. Eloquent says, somebody check on Seahawk. He says he's boycotting AEW now. Ricky's his, his buddy, I think. Uh, and Jordan Scott says, one segment built three charismatic SOBs. Mm-hmm. FTW legit built stars. And you got Danhausen on TV. And Danhausen doesn't lose anything in this. We know the drill with him. Did did you think that, that anything was lost on Danhausen here? No. Like we know what Danhausen is in this particular thing. Like yeah. he's always going to get cheered. Literally, you could beat him a hundred times in a row, and he's still going to be the guy who gets cheers when he comes out. There are certain guys who are like that. Do I think he's ever going to be uh, a champion unless it's like a joke reign for a few weeks. No, I don't. I don't because, but, but honestly, like he is so unique. He's always going to be over with this crowd. Like he's, it's, it, he's a, he's an incredibly uh, special talent, but you can be a special talent and not be the leading man. There are great character actors that, that made an amazing career of it that always got work and they were always great and everything, but they never played a leading role in their life. That can be Danhausen. Josh says, future AEW world champion, absolute Ricky Starks. Jan Beard says, I'm not sure who I want Danhausen to join with more for the trios tournament. Is it it's either the acclaimed or Danhausen with Sting and Darby? We are going to talk about the trios titles in moments, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, so we're gonna save that for when we're when we're about to talk about that. But the Epic Cat says Dynamite was great. Been a while since I felt that way. TK heard the criticisms. Also, let's go Stark to the moon. A lot of the, like Hobbs is lost in a lot of this right now. No, no, Everybody's no, no. talking about Starks. Well, there's the thing about Stark. Starks is I could absolutely see Starks as AEW World Champion yes. as soon as Revolution 2023. Yeah, like like that's 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 a perfectly reasonable time to build him from this to the champion of the entire company. I honestly think that I think he's that great. I think he's a multi multi time future champion of both the TNT and uh, AEW World Championship if he decides to stay here long term. Um, Hobbs is the perfect guy to get us to cheer Ricky even more because Hobbs turned on Ricky was about to say me and Hobbs are going to go and we're going to become, we're going to do this together. And Hobbs was like, no, we're not. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, no, no. And I love it also because it's so when Ricky Starks got pinned by, um, by swerve in that tag trip with that tag team match, that was the, that was the perfect moment because it allowed Hobbs to be able to cut a promo next week. of Like the only reason we lost the tag title match, because you got pinned. And, like, and then, a, then he loses the FTW title. Like, yep. who's the common Perfect. denominator here? Right, exactly. I'm able says hook everything WWE wants Dominic to be. <laughs> Man, the comparison right there. I mean, Hobbs I, Hook is already better than him in the ring too. And, oh yeah. And, and like, if they had like a certain style of match, who knows who would be better? But it doesn't matter. They have the right style for Hook, really and he good. doesn't get exposed constantly. Shaq Fu Guru says powerhouse sobs right now. And Brent Lockman says here for murder Hobbs. Yeah. All says Ricky Starks is a star main event level performer. He's going to draw a draw millions in dimes and fans. Mm-hmm. Like you knew it, man. When you saw him in NWA, you knew it. Chris rain says Ricky Starks future world champion. Hell of a promo. And Nathan DePaul says, 
I think Starks has a higher ceiling than MJF. He is a five-star talent. I think they have different ceilings, but you know what? If you believe that Ricky Starks has a higher ceiling than MJF, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, that's that's all. To me, they are like where to me it's like looking at like a mankind and a Hunter Hearst Helmsley in like 96. Like you know that there's something there, but they're they're different somethings, even though they possess similar charisma in ways. Um, I, I I think the the thing about uh, Starks that makes him uh, I won't say more valuable, but uh, he we've already seen he's a fantastic heel. Well, for one, he's and, on the show, so that makes him valuable. That's true. Um, <laughs> but we've already seen he's a fantastic heel. That's what he's been working the entire time he's been around. He's been doing fantastic work as a heel. In one promo, he got the entire crowd cheering for him. Like, think of what he can do over the long term as a babyface, getting people to cheer for him. I don't think we can ever really see MJF as a true babyface. Yeah. He might be like a an anti-hero like Punk was in, in WWE, but I don't think he's ever going to be like a, yay, go, go MJF, except in Long Island. To me, he's the closest promo style to the rock that we've seen right um i think eli drake la knight max dupree has had some of that as well which i think he just like picked up by osmosis from being on a show with the rock one time but we've seen where he has that that versatility it just it uh, for him it never connected the way it has for ricky although i will Mm -hmm. say this everybody asking me about max dupree for the last three or four weeks like that guy he's over with somebody right now but yep. I think Ricky's promo style is the closest we've seen where he can have a heel style of a promo, but people right. are cheering him for it. Yeah. Beard says Dan Housen in a role like this is the best version of the current R-Truth. That is a good shout. That's true. JP says, I've loved Hobbs since he backed Mox, but I completely missed the boat on Ricky. He is awesome. Well, I'll tell you what else is awesome, guys. StarCast, I'll be there this weekend. I want to thank them for sponsoring the show. Uh, Not only do they have signings and panels, uh, I was supposed to host the Johnny Gargano panel this weekend. Unfortunately, I won't be there, but you'll be able to watch it. Starcast.com has all the information. We're talking panels with Matt Hardy, with Paige, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, the Horsemen, all kinds of people. In addition to that, they're doing wrestling matches as well. Black Label Pro, New Japan, GCW, and Ric Flair's last match, we're going to have a post-show review on Sunday with Kate and Joel. You get Ric Flair and Andrade against uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I've loved the way that they built this. I thought that they did it really good, especially considering uh, what they had planned. I thought the story made a ton of sense. But in addition, you're getting a grudge match with Killer Cross and Harry Smith. Loved that match at Bloodsport. That's one of the matches that made me fall in love with Bloodsport. You got the Briscoes on the show, the Von Ericks. You got all kinds of talent across multiple companies. Ray Phoenix, Laredo Kid, Deanna Perrazzo, Josh Alexander, Jacob Fatu, Ric Flair's LastMatch.com. Tickets still available for as low as $39 for the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. StarCast.com. I want to thank them so much. We got Volob saying, Quake at the Lake is going to shake at the shack. Very clever. A.K. Schwal says, how disappointed uh, was Alex that Mox didn't say, I don't want the wizard. I want the pain maker. <laughs> <laughs> no more pain maker. No more. And no Chris more says, maker. this show had bad news to me. I think there was some not so great on it, but. 
Uh, lots of uh, hate for Luis. Uh, Jam Beard says he's not. He's no longer Luis. He's Louis Dangor Jr. Oh, damn. <laughs> and Patches uh, says, or Luis says, Patches Redacted donated $25 to call him a bitch. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you to Maduka, who was complaining about us not bringing up twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. He gifted five subs. I want to wow. thank him so much for doing that. And Antoine donated some bits. Big thank you, guys. We are on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Tom LaValle says SRS is on fire. Doesn't want to shave his head despite Select hitting 8,000. Can't remember all the other perks we'll be seeing. I think I said I'd shave my head if we hit 20,000. I think that's what I said. I did not say 8,000. That's for damn sure. Because let me tell you let me tell you what I don't get at 8,000. A pay bump to justify that. We are still making Jimmy Van the money he lost for years. What, what were you saying, Alex? I was just saying I'm laughing at the idea of 20,000. But then again, I a few months ago, I would have laughed at the idea of 8,000. So Yeah, I did. I didn't think crazy. we were going to get 3,000. That man B says, it's my birthday and just starting Dynamite with my glass of scotch. Cheers. Well, happy birthday. Phil Felice says, Luis, don't let the haters get you down. No, Luis, feel bad about yourself. Please do. I don't mean that. Wombat says, fantastic show. AEW will be fine. Oh, they are going to be fine. Jonah says, Ricky versus Hook out of nowhere. Hobbs turning on Ricky, realizing Miu wasn't main event. Trios titles, hung bucks. Danielson concussed and lost. Jaw dropped on all. There were a lot of like, oh my God, this is really going on right now moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, was, it happened all over the show. Bake 05 says, tonight's episode felt like a passing of the torch. The future of young AEW talent is very bright, and that future is slowly becoming present. I could see this show specifically referred to in like a future documentary about Hook, about Daniel Garcia. I could absolutely see that. And Nathan DePaul says, absolutely love that they focused on their originals tonight. Hook, Ricky, Anna, Thunder, Daniel, all getting lots of spotlight. I don't know if you could qualify Thunder there. I mean, she had runs in uh-uh. all over yeah. the place. She did ROH stuff. She did NWA stuff. She did Lucha Underground. That's where I first saw her as, I think, Cobra Moon back in the day. Yeah. The Acclaimed. They, honestly, they should be following around Max Caster like it's the last dance, like it's before Game 7, because... The subject matter, Alex, that this that the weight that's gotta be on his shoulders yep. to do a rap that is good. Like it can't just be his regular rap. It's no. gotta be longer. So they're doing the music video. And again, you gotta have him like backstage with the towel over his head. He's like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are counting on me right now. I'm not gonna let him down. <laughs> oh man, this is uh I'm excited, Alex. Uh, I will say this: uh, one of one of my low key favorite things that's ever been done on AEW television is the rap they cut on Darby and Sting. <laughs> Two grown men and they're going through a goth phase. I'm, I'm, it was great. That video was amazing. The rap was excellent. So, like, do I think they have it in them? Absolutely. I think I think this thing's gonna kick all kinds of ass. There is so much material to be mined just on on clowning Billy Gunn. Like, it's just like, there's a lot of fun stuff there. 
Christian Ramos says AEW's roster saw the rumors but got that dog in him. I, I want to reiterate something. So FightfulSelect.com, I'm going to promote that now. We have had an insane amount of news over the past week. I'll run through some of it. We got some Josh Woods news tonight. Yesterday, we posted a report about, uh, I spoke to two dozen talent over the past week about Triple H taking back over. Nobody from AEW said, well, I wish I didn't join AEW. I would leave. No, they they said, I'm very happy with AEW, and I want to preface that. But had Triple H been in control, I would not have hit a renegotiation phase. I would have resigned with them right. because I was so loyal to him. So I want to reiterate that. We also have stories up on Riddle versus Rollins being moved. We had the list goes on post show today. We had Drew McIntyre notes. He was he was fearful, Alex, that WWE might edit his WrestleMania win and change it to Lesnar <laughs> winning uh, oh, because no. you, you never know in, in that mean, era. Yeah. We got stories of Vince McMahon needing filtered during WWE creative meetings because of some downright like offensive stuff. He would say Titus O'Neil tells us that he's not retired. Uh, Triple H had a talent meeting before Raw. We had Alex's sour graps this week as well. We had uh, plans for WWE Raw at MSG, including the fact that Edge's uh, Edge's travel got changed. We have Utami notes as well. We had a bunch of news on Triple H being head of creative, how Bruce Pritchard was, was impacted. We had a story about Vince McMahon saying that Shane would never get another pop in the WWE. We had the story on Tully Blanchard. We broke all the news about Jonathan Gresham cussing Tony Khan out and asking for his release. And that led us down a trail of finding out about the talent relations process in AEW, which is is a story that we went really, really, really deep on uh, that you're not going to find anywhere else but FightfulSelect.com. We're going to have an update on Jonathan Gresham this week. We had the Weekender podcast, the ROH Death Before Dishonor review, and pre-shows. We had the update on Max Dupree, a lot of news on how involved Vince McMahon was on Maximum Male Models. It was his baby, and he did not like the way that Max Dupree was doing things. We had huge updates on Vince McMahon's retirement. Uh, contrary to what some dopes on the internet say, Brock Lesnar did walk out after that announcement and came back. We had a lot of news on that as well. This is just since Friday. This is five days. Because Friday at 1 p.m., I did a special podcast with Kate and Joel looking back a year ago at the CM Punk story, which as of Friday at 1 p.m. was the biggest wrestling story <laughs> maybe in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then Vince said, nah, nah. He watched that podcast and he said, nah, over my dead body. I did a Q. I did two Q and a shows. I did a special one for an hour on Monday for the love of God. Uh, we had details on a wrestler that signed an AEW deal. Two of them. Actually, we revealed the bound for glory location. We have the Briscoes signing with ROH. Tony Khan admitted it to us. This is in the last week. We are breaking a significant percentage of the wrestling news accurately on FightfulSelect.com. I know that plug was very long, but I am very goddamn proud of this because I fought that paywall tooth and nail. I did not <laughs> want to do it. I threw a little hissy fit over it, and Jimmy said, trust me, and I said, okay, and it's become a major success. Thank you, guys. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com.
though, I, I say this every time we have some of my milestone. When when I did the first Sour Graps, we were at 200 subscribers. And you, you pitched that to me as, I think we can add value here. And it's become such a big part, too. William Banta said 20K for Sean to shave his head. I'm subscribing to Fightful Select now. I, I legitimately will shave my head or have Brutus the Barber Beefcake do it Ooh. at 20,000. He was supposed to originally cut my hair before we did the Nightmare Collection. Yeah. He was down for it. Um, damn. Jorge Sandoval says, Tony, want to know versus Paul Levesque Fed era. I mean, I think I think we got to start that counter next week. Uh, shout out to our friend, Emily J. Pro, one of our good friends of the show. But Jordan Scott says, this past week has been the rising tide moment in wrestling. Both companies seem to be on the cusp of a huge rise after tonight. Well, I, I'm optimistic, Alex, and it's it's good to feel excited about the possibility of this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, oh, like absolutely. It's, it's good to have this. I, I, everybody saying, you know, that I've, I've always wanted WWE to fail. I wanted the way that WWE was doing things to fail, to get bad ratings, to get people, you know, whatever, like so that they could see what they were doing was bad and change it to be good. I want all wrestling to be great. Are you kidding me? If we had like a thing where I wouldn't have to watch Raw and SmackDown and also, let's be honest, NXT every week, three evenings of my life watching bad wrestling. Every, yeah. No, 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 no. This, this era cultivated sour graps. It's true. It did. It created it. Oh my god, this could have been sweet haps or something <laughs> like that. Like, who knows? I was thinking about changing my name to the sweet sheet. Oh man. Jay Lethal promo. There's a lot I love about this. They're talking about best friends. And best friends say, You're gonna act like we're not six feet away wearing tie-dye suits. What are you talking about? Let's do a six-man tag, but Sanjay, we're no we know you're not about that. And they worked Sanjay into a shoot. And I popped, man. Like, Sanjay Dutt is a reason why I stuck through some shitty wrestling times. That X Division in the 2000s, Paparazzi Championship Series, Sanjay Dutt in general, buddy, he is responsible for a lot of very positive memories for me. He yeah. has not wrestled since 2017. And it ain't because he aged out. It ain't because the talent wasn't there. It's none of that. Um, he's 40 right now. Yeah. A wrestler's prime is like still 42, 43. I don't know what kind of shape he's in or anything like that, but, uh, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, me too. It, I think it's going to be a, uh, a, a great, um, option, uh, for, for them to see, you know, what we can do. Sanjay Dutt back. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Jay lethal guy, but I, I remember liking Sanjay Dutt. Um, uh, I think it's very funny to have like, to them go from, Samoa Joe, we're going to murder you in the middle of the ring, and then Satnam Singh is going to rip your body limb from limb. We're going to bury you out back in the arena. I lost to Samoa Joe, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move right <laughs> on to another feud. It's professional wrestling. What can you say? Sawyer says, great night for babyface promo. Starks, Jungle Boy, Moxley as usual, but the line of the night gives the best friends. How are you going to talk about it? It's like we're not six feet away wearing tie-dye. In my interview with Rocky Romero this week, by the way, guys, early access on Select, early notes on Select. We talked to him about a call that he had with Nick Khan, uh, by the way. But I asked him about Sue's cookies and, and Sue in general. Mm. Nice. 
Let's talk about these trios titles. Boy, it just popped up. Just poof. Here we go. Out of nowhere. Well, Alex, last week, I thought I was reporting the biggest wrestling news of the week last week when I reported that Kenny Omega mm-hmm. was, was in the plans, at least according to talent. That's why some pieces were moved around. Right. For a trios match at All Out. Well, they are kind of hinting on TV that the Young Bucks are going to kind of ask Hangman to the prom, so to speak. We got cut off here by Dark Order, so we didn't get that. But I'm going to put a picture of the titles up. But the trio's titles, I'm all for. I get it. AEW's got a lot of title belts, and I will... I, I You know, I still think there's too many. I think the trio's titles are probably a couple or a few of the most useful titles that they can have because not only do you what you don't you don't have the flooded tag team division you used to have but you yeah. still have an awful lot there to, to choose from uh here are the belts alex first off uh these are very reminiscent of like old nwa wcw style titles and i love that yeah 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 i i think the titles look great uh i've been i've been uh begging for trios titles uh for forever because they they've built so many factions where there's uh, easily three guys perfectly de- like to fit to like house of black death triangle all, all these i mean not to mention like uh now we have the undisputed or the indisputed era um <laughs> as well as the the hung bucks or kenny and the bucks or whatever like that those are all the not to, not to mention all these other things you could like I, I went down the thing months ago. I should probably find the tweet, and I was like, "Give me the trios titles." Here's a list of all these people. Now, at one, at this was months ago, so I was like, Hobbs and and Starks and Hook were one of the one of the, one of the trios yes. that I thought you could do. But the other one, the one my favorite one that I that I came up with was if Hook isn't going to be in that one, it should be Hookhausen and Wardlow because I just love <laughs> the idea of Danhausen. Like we need a we need another third one. You big man, you come with us. And Wardlow's like, sure, whatever. And they win, like they win a couple of matches in the tournament. It could be a lot of fun. There's a there's a great way to do a, a trios tournament where it could be a lot of fun with a lot of unexpected uh, victories and and people in the finals you wouldn't expect. But my hope is that we get a, a long House of Black run uh, with those trios titles because it, it allows them to wear gold where you don't have to like expend malachi black into a into a singles feud although he's great you can keep him a very important and the whole group is very important so admittedly the aw tag division has been hampered for a little while they just got the acclaimed back they just got best friends back but they had rapongi vice in the meantime they just got the blackpool combat club back mm-hmm. but john moxley is doing singles chaos project is is on the shelf You've got one of the the Dark Order. You got a couple of the Dark Order combinations that are mm-hmm. effectively done. You don't see Silver and Reynolds featured that much. You don't see the Factory featured nearly as much. You just split up Hobbs and Ricky. The Hardys are on the shelf. Um, you've got House of Black reduced a little bit because Buddy has been overseas, but he's he's back soon. Uh, you've got Proud and Powerful, which are are might be done for all we know might be done for good Uh, sting was sidelined for a while red dragon was sidelined for a while so top flights out of action so they were hampered but these are the trios right now you got best friends 
Blackpool Combat Club, Dark Order, Death Triangle. Uh, you did have Eddie, Santana, and Ortiz. That one ain't happening. You have the Elite, Omega, and uh, the Bucks. You have the Factory, the Gun Club, House of Black, Jericho Association uh, or Appreciation Society. Uh, you did have Team Taz. They just moved on from them. But you have the Undisputed Era. You have the Wingmen. I'm sure there are a couple more that I'm, I'm not remembering. But you've got some pretty high-profile ones in there. Like yeah. you got to have Blackpool Combat Club in this. Right. And, well, you got you could do uh, Claudio, uh, Brian, and Yuta. You yes. could do those three together. Um, but uh, the other thing is you can you, we're forgetting all these awesome possibilities for a tag team that gets a third guy. Because we want to, we want to enter the tournament. We want to get gold. So you got, you could have something like, um, like the acclaimed and Ricky Starks could join forces. Yeah, Sanjay Lethal and Satnam now. Like, yep. Give me a full on King of Trios tournament. Yeah. One of the things I loved most about indie wrestling, by the way, I don't care. Get the BWO in there to lose to somebody. <laughs> Do it. Find them. That's what I loved about King of Trios. They would bring in people like that. Find me three members of Nexus that want to team together. Find Michael Tarver and put him on here. I don't care. Find me three members of the Spirit Squad. Yes. Well, Kenny can't do it, and he's the one that's probably most, still most in shape. But Probably, yeah. Damn, man. Uh, Jambeard says, Miro as the singular trios champion. <laughs> that would be funny down the line if it happens at some point. It would be hilarious. Jordan Scott says, be careful, Alex. It might be Yas in the finals. Oh, ban, ban that person. That person needs to be banned. Brent Lockman says, give those titles directly to the House of Black. I think it has to be one of three. I think it's got to be Blackpool Combat Club, Undisputed Era, or The Elite. I think, I think anytime you establish a brand new title, you need it put on a perceived main eventer. That way you can do that. Um, that way you can establish it. Jambeard says, bring in Hoovy in the Mexico. I think they're all three still working. So you could. And I sure. think that'd be great. JP says, Dam and Yins flew past the trio's titles as well. Yeah, I was, it, I didn't know it for like five minutes after it happened. That and the Toronto thing happened so yeah. quick. Yeah. Kitiara says, FTR Housen. Dan Housen's got to be in at least one of them. Um, yeah. I would love it. If this person said, bring back Marco Stunt, do it for a one-off. Why not do it for a one-off? Sure. Like, what's keeping you from it? Right. Matt G says, very excited for the trio's title tournament. How soon do you think we'll see Kenny Omega return? TK did say he was waiting on him uh, to introduce the tag titles. I mean, I had people telling me that he was still training and rehabbing and all that stuff, but it's been almost, gosh, it's been nine, ten months now. By the right. time he's back, it'll have been 10 months. JP says, Wild Ride, still a bit stunned from all that. Can't believe they blew past the trio's announcement so quick. I did think they would make a bigger deal out of it. Was that surprising to you, Alex? Um, uh, yeah, I I kind of, I, I was fast forwarding, trying to pass the commercials because I was running behind. Yeah. And then I just went, whoa, 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 those are belts. What, what, what is that? And yeah. it kind of took me through me for a loop. Um, I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm very excited. I thought they were going to do a thing where, like, there was uh, uh, two trios who were fighting, 
you know, like having having a feud, and then this like, well, this gives me an idea. There's a lot of people here that are in groups of three. Let's have a tag team tournament. You know, like that was going to be the no, no, no. We're just announcing the belts. There's going to be a tournament. The finals are going to be it all out. Anyway, moving on <laughs> was a bit, uh, yeah. I agree. But if you want to blow past geo-blocked content, all the, you don't want to worry about all that, right? No. NordVPN.com slash Fightful as you covered. 70% off your plan. Additional month free. 30 days. Money back. Fastest VPN in the world. Change your virtual location with just one click. Subscribe to services overseas, wherever. Oh, doesn't have to be overseas. You can be in Canada. If you miss the WWE Network, maybe you want AW Plus. You can get them with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Maybe you want a trip, take a trip to, I don't know, Thailand, New Zealand. Uh, what's the other one? Indonesia. Um, all kinds of places virtually allows you to access that content. You ever got one of those videos and it's like, this video is not available in your region. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They got that threat protection all the way from Lithuania. Luis is starting to redeem himself. They got that threat protection. Block online trackers. Block annoying pop-up ads. Block malware as well. And let me tell you, there are some wrestling sites out there in which if you visit them, you're going to need to block some malware and some pop-up ads. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They've got three great tiers. You can get the standard with the VPN. You go up one, you get a pass. You go up one more, you get a locker on top of that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Use this every day. Going to use it when I travel to Nashville and to LA this week. Jambeard says, Sean, you should learn to segue from Kate. Don't ever <laughs> tell me to learn anything from Kate again. Mm. Swerve defeats Tony Nice and uh, smart Mark Sterling. I love that Mark Sterling has to pretend to not be a good worker because he is a good worker. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, man. Swerve is so good. He, he is. That, that, I want to say that kick he does is one of my favorite moves in all of wrestling. Like, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, he's, he's just found that thing. He's just found that thing, and he's going to be major. And I, I thought that the point that he made was good. Like people are like, why are they putting them in a tag team? I didn't ever see that as like a demotion or anything because in AEW, the tag team titles have mm-hmm. been such an important deal. I think the fear that a lot of us had was, eh, well, it's just short term. They're just sticking them together. Well, right. as it turns out, sometimes when you stick people together, it works out real well. Sure. You know, Kane, Daniel Bryan worked out pretty mm-hmm. well. There, there are a lot of teams that catch fire. These two caught fire. I thought this was uh, a good natural progression. You had to you had to blow this off in some way with him beating up Mark Sterling after Mark Sterling's been such a dick for so long. Well, yes. Um, uh, one one the thing that that um, Strickland said um, is uh, that nobody said, "Oh, why are you putting these guys in a tag team?" When it was Kenny Omega and Hangman, yeah. Like two two of the best champions that this uh, singles champions AEW World Champions this company's ever had uh, were also two of the best tag champions this country this company's ever had and nobody was like no nah, why are you putting so like yeah I get you we, we you want more for us listen this is this is great this is a good thing for all of us um, uh, the the thing I have about this is that I have 
uh, a problem with it because it feels like this is not the blow off. Because while Swerve was able to uh, get the victory, pinning uh, Mark Sterling, uh, we cut to backstage and Josh Woods has laid out Keith Lee. And then immediately after that, uh, we hear, I didn't, I didn't see this part they were talking about, but then they referenced it. Oh, that's Josh Woods, who Mark Sterling and Tony Nese were scouting. Yes. So now we get, we're getting a Tony Nese and Josh Woods thing. Um, because then we have Tony Nese lay out s- Swerve and beat him up in the ring. So Swerve and um, and uh, and so Swerve in our glory. This thing everyone's like a lot of people, myself included, have been waiting for them to s- see the value in these guys. Put some belts on them. They're great as a tag team. This is awesome. Look at all these amazing established tag teams they could have like two on two matches with. I can't wait for that FTR yeah. thing. We got to get it going. And instead, we we just put together like. Their first feud can't be against Tony Nese and Josh Woods. It just can't. Like they, they, like you've got to. There's a, established teams. You have rankings for a reason. I think this like, will be a I, short. I think it'll be a short term thing. If they I, do hope it. So. I hope so. I mean, that's. So. I, I think it'll be very much like like the Jericho thing. Uh, Josh Woods has been working AEW stuff since December when around the time that the ROH announced it was going mm-hmm. away. I confirmed right. on FightfulSelect.com tonight. Please subscribe. He has signed a tiered deal. I was told he's been under one for about a month, but uh, he had been at TV a bunch. He was at Death Before Dishonored and wasn't used. I know there are a lot of people that don't know exactly like what he's capable of. He was signed, like he was one of the first to come in to the Performance Center when they got on the network, so to speak. So he was a signing from then. The WWE saw a lot in. Um, they ended up releasing him and he worked ring of honor for about five years. And he had the, the reputation of being like the MMA guy. And a lot of times when you get the reputation of being the MMA guy, it's like Dan Severn, Steve Blackman, Ken Shamrock, maybe not a big personality. That ain't Josh Woods. Josh Woods is just oozing personality. And I hope they don't just turn him into guy without personality. He had a great team with Silas Young, um, it was uh, two guys, one tag is what it was called. Very, very good stuff. Silas is another great character, but I'm I'm interested to see what they can do. I especially want to see him play off of Mark Sterling. So I'll uh, sort of reserve judgment on that. But Young Bucks, more on them. Chris Rain says, love the Bucks and Hangman Tees. First time I felt bad for the Bucks in forever. I was young, yelling for Hangman to go after them. What I would like is if the Bucks like ask Hangman, but Hangman's like, I'm sorry, guys, I already got a date. It's my friends, the Dark Order. Because if you want to make Hangman a sympathetic character, like I get it. The Bucks kind of gave him the nod, which Kenny never saw. If you remember in storyline, Kenny hadn't watched the match back. And do we know if he ever did? We don't know. I mean, yeah, hey, I suppose, I suppose Mike could... Brown, Mike Brown at the Bengals uh, media yeah. day said it took him 25 years to watch the last Super Bowl loss. Right. So he hasn't watched this one yet and probably mm-hmm. won't for 25 more years. I don't think he's going to be watching that one ever. Spoiler it, alert. But explain if you, if you have if you have Kenny explain that like I still yes. can't bring myself to watch the footage of that match. Yes. And have the young bucks standing there look at each other like. 
Like, yeah. like you know, there's just something there to actually do. And they're uh, good at that. Cool they're very story. good at that. Yeah. But I would love for them to be like, oh, well, will you team with us? And he's like, I'm sorry, because that that has to be, to me, like a full circle moment of Hangman finally being a good friend to these guys yeah. that supported him when they probably shouldn't have supported him. And he was a bad friend because quite frankly, he forgot who he was for a while. He kind of abandoned them when he became champion. Yeah. Um. So I think that would, yeah. Notorious Gerg says Cutler fills in and uh, Kenny replaces them at all out. Possibly. Yeah. Daniel says Sanjay Dutt literally said last week there'd be zero chance he'd be returning to the ring. What changed? He's a worker. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Yeah. Ethan wants Butcher, Blade, and Bunny as trios champions. <laughs> I really want Butcher and Blade in uh, Dark Order. William Banta says he loved this Dynamite main event made Garcia, Hangman, Bucks promo, uh, the opener between Mox and Roosh, everything in between. What a humping show. It was exciting. It felt like there. It felt like uh, you had to pay attention to the show. And literally, even if you did, you missed two. I missed two things. I miss Toronto and the trios thing. And I was paying attention to this show from, from start to finish. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Brent Lockman says Brody King got a tattoo that says here lies Darby Allen. I love these mad men. Malachi cut a promo on Miro. What'd you think? Oh, this is so good. Miro, you and I are so much alike. Yeah. You know, we, you, you, we, we, and it was just so masterfully done. Um, like the idea, I never for a second considered the possibility when Miro got misted by Malachi Black that they were going to join forces. But that's something I want more than anything else in the world right now because there's something really, really great about Miro coming to realize that he's been taken advantage of, and and the Svengali has has gotten into his mind. Like that's gonna be a really fun long-term story between two of my favorite performers in the entire company. I really, really love that. I also just love Brody Kingman. Hey, Darby, uh, you should probably just stay at home because if you ever appear in public anywhere, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> it's just great. He challenges him to a coffin match, which of course is 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 um, is Darby's uh, signature. And all I have to say is that Brody King needs to win that match. Because yeah. Because I'm... I'm I just let, let's 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 move on from this whole like Darby Darby is undefeated in coffin matches thing like Brody's uh, I, really I really like great. That. I'm just I'm I, I don't know I've, I've I've seen him win some coffin matches like the one against Ethan Page fine but the, the one against Andrade Andrade needed that win so bad I feel like he hasn't really gotten the right momentum back since he lost it um, and I agree with yeah. Yeah, so so I I feel like you can pick and choose your spots. And again, Darby Allen's the kind of guy who can lose matches because he because he has a death wish. He will do crazy stuff that can cost him yeah. matches. It's built into his character, him losing. Pack defended the AEW All Atlantic Championship. I love this. I wish they would do this with like dark too. Yeah. Like, give me a one minute, like sure. really quick. Like, here's the finish. Here's a person with their hand raised. Yeah. That type of thing with some rock music over the top of it yep. or something like yep. that. Mm -hmm. Like I think that would be cool too because I love this. Yeah, I love this too. Um, I, I I also love 
Pac being the All-Atlantic Championship and, and taking the AEW brand overseas to wrestle awesome guys and getting that footage, putting it on dark. We can all we can see how great Pac is. Pac gets to go back to England for a while. Um, I think it's great and, and perfect, perfect timing because the Lucha Bros are involved in a two-on-two thing right now and don't yeah. need Pac. And if Andrade and Roosh get a third guy to join them, Pac just shows back up from England and now we've got a six-man uh, feud. We've got uh, Zach Schimmel saying, proud to be one of the first 100 for select and to see it go from 58 to over 8K. Well, thank you so much. Zach has supported us for so long right. and, and so true. been so awesome to us. Just, just a wonderful guy and helped us out when we really needed it. Dante versus Sammy. We also had the interview where he was like, like did the reveal and he's like, surprise, it's sky blue. And... The crowd was like, all right, cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> I I missed the interview, and yeah. um, no respect to Ms. Blue, but there was a there was a woman in his corner for the match, and I was like, who is who is that? And then I pieced together from the commentary. I was like, oh, are they dating for real? And people yes. on Twitter told me they were. And I was like, this, all right. This felt like a little bit too much. Like you had to be on social media. You had to be on Instagram to, to know unless there's something I've missed before. Right. And I don't think there is uh, Dante and Sammy. I mean, this is the match we're probably going to see six, seven times over the next 15 years. If we're lucky, um, hopefully not 60 or 70, but six or seven times over the next 15 years. Joe rush says, can they strap a, a strap a rocket onto Dante? He keeps getting better and better. Thank you, SRS and Alex, for what you do. Uh, Dante's really good. I think he is in that spot where he has to find that little something, just that little thing to set him apart. Because one day it can be the guy that's like, "Oh yeah, I'm way better at this shit than everybody, and I'm going to act like it." Like like almost. I'll put it like this. When Leo Rush had all that heat in WWE, I would talk to veterans and they would say, the issue is he is every bit as good as he thinks he is, whether it be talking, cutting promos, wrestling, body language. He actually is that good and he knows it. So it's kind of hard to tell him stuff. Now, now that eventually changed regardless of what anybody wants to think of him retiring and retiring. I would love like a character like that in AEW where that's how it got Rob Van Dam over. He yeah. knew how amazing he was. And he's like, right. you guys better not take me for granted. Mm -hmm. I think that could be it for Dante. Uh, unless Darius can come back and stay healthy, which has been unfortunate. But Jambeard says, did you see the footage of Pat getting in the face of Kip during one of those title defenses? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Ian Hunter says, SRS, come to Toronto in October for the shows, and you and Jimmy should do a live pre-show. Listen, your boy, at a bar or something. Get a good crowd, I'm sure. So um, I'll say this. We don't have the studio space that we used to have. I'm open to anything right now because I want an excuse to go back to Toronto because I <laughs> love that place. Uh, but I would, I would very much like to be there. I would like to do that. Noah says, been waiting since 2019. Finally, AEW in Toronto. J14 says, why are they doing such a small arena? I think it seats 10,000. Eloquent says, drinks on me if you come to the Toronto show. Uh, I drink uh, water because let me tell you, your boy is never ordering tea 
in Toronto again. Did I tell you this story? No. First off, let me tell you the insanity. The first time I met Jimmy, we go to lunch and I order and the waiter says, you're from Kentucky, probably Lexington. And I said, I did the Steve Austin. Is he working or shooting? I was like, uh, I live an hour from there. And Jimmy thought I set it up. Jimmy was like, did you tell this guy? And the guy was like, no, 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 no. I lived in Richmond, which is 20 minutes away from my door right now. So that was insane. And I said, do you guys have tea? And Jimmy looked at me. What kind of city do you think this is? Of course we have tea. They brought me out the most unflavored filtered dirt water I have ever tasted in my life, Alex. It was horrible. So then I go to the next joint and I had decided at that point, I'm going to try tea at every place. The second time I asked for tea, they bring me out a piping hot cup of tea on a plate, (laughs) on a plate. They're like, this shit is real hot. You need Mm -hmm. two pieces of ceramic to make Mm -hmm. this work. It wasn't for me. The next time they brought this tea that was sweetened like purely with honey. Now listen, unless you're from the South, you don't know. You ever heard the Dave Chappelle grape drink thing? Mm. Tea is not from a plant here. It is brown drink. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. It is pure (laughs) sugar, the color brown, and water. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's what I'm asking for. Man, that was wild. Brent Lockman says, looking super forward to the Toronto show, not looking forward to the on-sale date, as it's going to be an instant sellout. May the best smart win. Hoping I get those sweet comps, my friends. Jambeard says, quick fact about AEW coming to Canada. It's on the Wednesday following the long weekend for Canadian Thanksgiving. October 10th is Turkey Day. Hot diggity dog. I never remember that until uh, I am messaging my team and they do not answer. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Charisma says, what a dynamite. I'm surprised Tony picked that stadium for Toronto. Uh, Bank of California would be amazing for an LA show. Arthur Ashe of the WC type of show. I'm sure they'll try different places. Also, you know, Tony's got some some stake in Toronto as well. They own the Four Seasons there. Jordan Scott says, instead of Dante, have that be Ethan Page. I, so I think it could be Ethan Page that does that, but I think also it does need to be somebody who can do like these rare physical feats that nobody else can do. Yeah. Um, and I think that Ethan Page has plenty of other things that can connect him. JP asks if I heard anything about Dante getting hurt. Looks like he hurt his knee for real. Eddie was checking. They pulled him out of the ring weirdly. I didn't hear that, but as soon as I saw this, I thought, please don't do any more of this with Eddie Kingston and Yas. Please move on. I don't need to see oh. any like backlash or aftermath here. No, of course. No, this, this is all setting up Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, they're, they're, they're hanging around because, I mean, you – you don't do what you did by having Jericho win that match unless eventually Eddie gets the Duke over Jericho. So he's got to hang around long enough for that to be a thing after yeah. Jericho either somehow beats Mox and he does it for the title or loses to Mox and then Kingston gets to clean up. Um, but that spot, though, that they mentioned was the um, the uh, off of the, the Sammy cutter 
Um, yeah. He landed wrong taking that thing. Yes. You could tell his knee buckled in a rear way. I hope he's okay. I'll try to find out. Ian Hunter says, Ego versus Rough Friday. Setting up something, I'm guessing? Yeah, setting up a really big fucking Ego's Edge is what it's setting up. He's going to mm-hmm. chuck that son of a bitch all the way across the ring. That's what that's setting up. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Vibes with Riven Blade said, love this show. Felt like everything got room to breathe. I, I disagree with that. Like, I like the show. No. I don't think everything got room to breathe. But also, I don't think it's a bad thing. Because this was newsworthy segment after newsworthy segment. Like, there, there are certain things we write articles about. Because they'll, you know, title changes and debuts and returns and announcements. This had a lot of it, but uh, I'm glad you liked it. Jungle Boy came out there talking about Christian's like great aunt having a stanky butt and like his third cousin selling bad weed and all kinds of shit. <laughs> Andrew says being around Christian helped Jungle Boy's promo skills. AEW is probably hoping Jericho can do the same thing for Anna J. I think being around like like Britt Baker and MJF and Ricky Starks backstage probably helped him out a lot too, but God damn, what didn't he say? He's like, you needed money because your wife divorced you and you're a pussy and you're a bitch. And you have a small toes, which is why your wife divorced you. Yes. Toes are ugly. and You got a rat face and Vince wanted to put a blue dot over your head and all this goofy shit. Um, Christian cuts a promo and he, backstage and he was like don't worry you'll be real close to your dad when you're in the grave with him when i kill you i'm going to kill you (laughs) when i murder you (laughs) when i physically murder you yes damn like (laughs) this is a shock value feud Mm -hmm. and it's working because the crowd is going oh the promo wasn't really for me i looked at it and i was like i see what they're doing here it's it's a it is a jungle boy becomes jungle man jungle yeah, boy there you go. jungle boy is all jungle boy is all grown's up now uh he he said he said the p word on national tv yes. and uh and so it's so so now we know he's serious um I, this, I would love it if he became jungle jack perry now sure uh, you know what honestly yeah. i'm fine with that as well that's a that's one, a little, one of that's the a, best a, ideas jim ross has had in AEW call reiterating it on commentary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Ross is the guy that had the foresight to be like, you know, eventually we're just going to be calling him Jack Perry, right? Like, look at the guy. You can't run from it. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, I, I, I thought the promo was, you know, fiery. I, I get it. Um, then he starts to get like little maudlin talking about his dad and, and like the funeral of his father and the, the, the dirt turned to mud from my tears. And then, Christian comes out and says, I'm going to literally kill you. Uh, and then you'll be able to have, have, have lunch with your dad in hell. Um, but um, the, that, that's, that's not at all what I'm, what I focused on here. I was like, okay, he, cause he comes out and he waits for it. And here comes Luchasaurus with him. And I'm like, okay, so what's the deal? Because we talked about this last week. Th- them for like, I, I thought heel Luchasaurus was a revelation. Him and Christian together were great. 
I loved Christian like telling him what to do and Luchasaurus going and doing it. It was really, really good. And there was an amazing long-term story of Jungle Boy getting through to his old best friend and getting him to be a, like that moment where where Christian sends uh, Luchasaurus after Jungle Boy in a match like a month, two months from now. And, and Jungle Boy looks up at him and Luchasaurus looks down at him. And then Lucius turns around and grabs Christian by the throat and the crowd goes crazy. There's an amazing story to tell there. If you're telling me you turned Luchasaurus heel and had him be Christian's bodyguard for a month and then he turns back babyface again for no reason, it really feels like a huge missed opportunity. And I I, I want AEW to, to do the best version of it, be the best version of itself. And that feels like a big dropped ball to me. Jam Beard says the rated R superstar Jungle Man and Todd Star says probably in the minority, but the Christian Jungle Boy stuff isn't working for me. It's a who can make the crowd go ooh contest. And I grew out of that a long time ago. Outside of Starks and Miu, this crowd or the show is a dud for me. Uh, I disagree with the show in totality, but it, it became very clear in this that that's what that was. So I'd like them to add more depth. I would, yeah. I want some more depth here. That stuff has been fun, but tonight felt like the okay, I'm ready for something else. But it worked on the crowd, and ultimately that's what's important. Yeah. Nerd Drew says, what do you think will be the big Omega-Danielson-level match at Arthur Ashe this year? I'm going with Punk versus Mox. Are you going to be there again, SRS? Met you last year, and you were awesome. Well, I always love meeting people. Hope I meet a bunch of people in Nashville this weekend. Uh, but I think, honestly, I think that Punk and Eddie – should be that match. I think Punk should win uh, the title at All Out if if he is healthy enough to do it. Who knows? Um, if not, I think it should be Mox versus Eddie. I just think that Eddie should challenge for the title in the main event of Arthur Ashe. Me too. If, if he wins like a Casino Battle Royale or something to do that, I'm fine with that as well. We got Thunder Rosa versus Miu. I'll... I'll like there's some mixed reactions on this shot kid said tk is is he asking for the women's division to revolt do you ever hear anything about frustrations because i sure am yeah there were frustrations from thunder rosa right after she won the title even anime otaku says tk didn't hear all the, the criticism women's match still in the death slot i wouldn't call it the death slot but it's very clear that it is slotted the women's mm -hmm. match always happens in hour two alex um, yep. Todd Starr says he thought the match was good, more so the second half. Miu looked a lot better than Rosa did. I am really sick of the 920 women's block crap. No reason this couldn't have been literally anywhere else in the show. So I didn't think this was Rosa's best performance. Um, I thought Miu was great, just just great. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why we haven't seen necessarily those big performances or them put in position to have those big, big, big performances. But it's very clear. This is always the second hour, Alex. Always the second hour, always in the same spot of the second hour. Not, not the top of the second hour. Not, I mean, in the main event would be great. When they, when they said Mox versus, uh, versus Roosh is starting the show, I was like, Oh good. The women get the main event because why wouldn't you put the AEW women's title? Like in like a, a an invitational, like one of the best international stars in the world, it, like Mia coming up to face Thunder Rosa. She's already beaten Thunder Rosa once, like to to earn this shot. It's a big time match. Instead, they get eight minutes at nine thirty 
and and there's no like the only other women's segments are Anna Jay cutting a promo, and Ty Conti's out there, and Sky Blue's hanging out with her boyfriend. Like I'm really fearful they're gonna turn Anna and Ty into like the here's the 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 bunny and Penelope type of thing where we got that so long and it never ended without any real meat or direction. I need some of that as well. Todd Starr says, if anyone didn't watch Tony Storm versus Emi Sakura on Dark Elevation, they should. Yes, it was very good. Fantastic match, and it debunks the there's not enough talent in the women's division take some dorks have. Emi should be a regular gatekeeper role on TV. Here's the unfortunate thing. Sometimes they'll put women on this, on this show in this slot that it'll be like, well, we know this person isn't signed, and they're only being put on here so they can build up to a title match in which they're going to lose, or they're not signed and they're about to lose this match. Like, we know that. Like, give me a... I would love to see a Peter Griffin versus the chicken story with women. Two people that they they cannot be around each other Uh without them beating the shit out of each other. So Tony doesn't even book them on the same week. Like, it, it, Excalibur even mentions it. He's like, they didn't even have Brit travel to the show this week. They didn't even have Chris Statlander travel this week because they can't be trusted a lot around each other. I've always said it. Have them interrupt a men's match with them fighting, like mm-hmm. from the back. And the guy's are like, what the hell is going on? And even they've got to stop it. Like, I would love, like, it to me, it's easy. There are tons of stories that have been done for men that might be passe, but when you change the roles there, women can add a fresh perspective to it. Some tried and true stuff, but you have women do it, and and, and then they offer their input, and they're like, well, as a woman, this is how I would approach it. And then it takes a completely fresh, different spin. And to me, that's easy to do, and I don't know why it's not done more. Yeah, I I just... I. I thought there was a really great opportunity for them to do the women in the main event and actually give it some some really some heft some some yeah. some something that matters. Um, like it's not lost on on certain people, uh, Kate being one of them, that you introduced another men's title when you've been booking all these women into tag teams, and there's a there's a possible women's tag division. You've already like established you have all these different women who've been teaming up. You have your you also have. Jade's not on the show tonight. Britt's not on the show tonight. Like, have they ever done two women's matches on a dynamite ever? I don't, I don't think remember so. One. Eloquent says women's match didn't get a championship introduction. That does suck. Now I want to address something here. This person says someone really needs to press TK on this crap. Every week it's the same thing. <laughs> you think I ain't asked? You think I haven't brought? Like we brought it up on a bunch of media calls. Like, what? What are y'all talking about? What you you think we don't ask? I did a story last year when a bunch of people cooked up a fake rumor that Warner Media only wanted one match on the show, and I, I, I reported, nope, that's not the case. Like we we do ask, not just because you don't hear it. Like I'm not snitch tagging somebody. Like this is how you fix it. Like we ask all the time. Can't always get answers for everything. I wish I could. Uh, I don't hear nearly as many complaints out of the women's division as a lot of people would think. I'm surprised that I don't, to be honest right. with you. Uh, also, Luis brings up uh, Deeb's Minute Challenge in February was really great, too. 
Roy says, uh, everything Sammy, Dante, and Nice Swerve did could have been accomplished with a much shorter promo. Wish that time could have been given to another woman's match. You know, I I don't disagree with that at all. It, it did feel like that match was overly long for what it accomplished. And and more at least more time could have been given to Thunder Rosa and uh, you know, Miu. Maybe they actually the the reason the match felt clunky to some is because they had to take some stuff out of it and the and the transitions weren't great. John Alba with with a good one here. Long time listener, first time caller. Can you please ask TK why he hasn't fired Velveteen Dream? <laughs> uh Orlando uh, says AW needs to fix the issues with the women's division. They need they did have two matches. It was a singles and a mixed. Okay, yeah, but still just strictly women. Uh if you want to fix the issues with your sleep, head over to helixsleep.com slash fightful. Uh any sponsor that we have, we make sure is effective. And I had Helix before they sponsored us. I got one during the pandemic. I did not want to go to a mattress store and roll around on a dirty mattress that a bunch of sweat hogs have been on. So I went to helixsleep.com and I took the quiz. I was matched with a model that uh, was medium because I wanted something between soft and firm. I slept exclusively on my back before, but now Helix uh, has... Their mattress is so good, I'm able to sleep on my side. That makes my night's sleep a lot more versatile. I stay asleep longer. I get deeper, better sleep. It has improved my life significantly. Uh, they've got mattresses that cool you down if you sleep hot, ones that align your spine, even plus mattresses, plus-size mattresses for plus-size sleepers. You don't want a mattress made for somebody else. And how about this? You take the quiz, order the mattress. It comes right to your door. You don't need to go to a mattress store again. And if you've got concerns, maybe you think it's too expensive, well, helixsleep.com slash Fightful offers you $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. They got a 10-year warranty. You can try out 100 nights risk-free. If that's not enough for you, they have financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Uh, I, I was wary of whether or not a quiz could determine what kind of mattress was best for me and it did it it's the best mattress i've ever had before that i was sleeping on a, a budget mattress on amazon it was a piece of memory foam and i thought oh this is fine i didn't realize how badly my back was wrecked from sleeping until i got a good mattress invest in your sleep Nurguru says they're really going to do rosa versus brit at all out again aren't they Britt will pin Rosa or Tony next week and set that up. No, thanks. Do a multi-woman title match or something. They haven't done um, that yet. I that would love it if they would do a multi-woman title match. I think that'd be great, Alex. Honestly, I think I think that might be... I don't know why she would agree to it in storyline, but I think that might be how you take the title off of Jade. I think she, you, you, you yeah. force her into a multi-woman match and she doesn't get pinned... And and that's how you get the title off of Jade, so that Jade can then go for the AEW Women's Title. I think what I would do, honestly, I would just have her unify the titles. Yeah, and then because I mean, once Jade doesn't have the TBS title, I mean that's that's her title. But um, I would love if they did something like that, and then they had women's tag team titles. Wrestle Vibes says that the uh, four way seems like the way to go for the women. Derek Gordon says St. Patrick's Day Slam had two women's matches. If we're pointing out or 2021, 2021. if we're pointing out (laughs) that time that it happened, 
Come on, man. A, a year and four months ago. Yeah. That's not good. Roy Zhang says, instead of the Joshi being like the cruiserweight division in WCW, they're treated more like the light heavyweights in the late 90s in WWF, mm. complete with Jim Ross bearing it. Damn, what a comparison. Yeah. Whew. Well, let's talk about this. Daniel Garcia, Brian Danielson match, and Garcia cut a hell of a promo. See, there's this weird reputation that these good young workers get. It's, mm -hmm. oh, they don't have charisma or they can't talk. And then those people... It's very clear that you don't watch the show because if you look at him, at Daniel Garcia, and you say, that guy needs charisma, that guy can't talk, well, then I, I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know what you think that you're looking for because this guy can already do so much, and he's only going to get better. Um, Daniel Garcia uh, doing a run-in at the presser after Death Before Dishonor, cut one of the best promos I've seen forever. Hey, hey, I thought you supposed to be violent. You rolled me up. I'm not even hurt. You said you were going to make me bleed. You didn't. Like, what, what is this? What is this? You think you think you sit up there like you won, like you're some big man. Oh, good, you rolled me up. Like, the way he did it was perfect. Like, I, I love how the disdain that he has for everybody over there. I think that that's great. I think he's he is a really a top tier like um awesome uh talker and technical wizard like like jericho cosmos the wizard like gannon garcia is doing some amazing stuff joey bag says daniel garcia is a made man now huge win and volob says from today on nobody's allowed to dart a doubt if garcia has that dog in him this was fresh surprising shocking booking Brian Danielson, in his return match from injury, loses to Daniel Garcia, the young star. Now, you got to uh, credit Jake Hager with the assist there, but... Yeah, there, there's where I'm going to focus. That's where I'm going to focus all my I, stuff on. I don't have as much of a problem with it. It's a heel cheating. It was hooking the leg. Ultimately, hooking the leg doesn't necessarily get you thrown into a sharpshooter and, and tap, tap, tap a -roo. I can sense that you wish it were clean. <laughs> I, I I see everyone. Oh, he's a made guy now. He's a made guy. He, due to due to Vince flavored bullshits and shenanigans. Like no no no. If you're gonna make a guy, you you put him over clean. There's no reason. There's no reason because they've been do, they did an amazing job. I loved this match till this moment. I did. I loved this match. I loved the way De Brian Danielson has gets some kind of sick pleasure i'm sure of it out of selling the way he does knowing we're all at dude, home he's dude he's, been, he's done it pearls. forever that son of a bitch has done it forever he'll he'll like somebody will go tink 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 and nudge him off the apron and he'll come back and he'll hold his neck and hold his head and yep. look like he's so smart about that he sold his balls off he took a he took that pile driver or whatever it was on the concrete on the outside. <laughs> he was jackass. selling he was selling it. his head the entire time. You could have easily done this because they he he puts it he tries to get him the label lock. He gets all the way to the ropes and they go to the outside and he does that running knee off the apron. You could have easily had him like conk his head on something, get a little loopy, climb back in through the ropes, but he doesn't really know where he is immediately into the poly driver. And then he passes out in the sharpshooter and never yeah. have Jake Hager do a damn thing. And you could easily tell the story that, that 
Brian came back a little too early. And also Daniel Garcia would never, ever let, uh, let a guy get away with like coming back too early because he's going to seize on you and take you out. And having Daniel Garcia win that way without any Jake Hager under the apron, grabbing a leg. If you just Listen, eliminate that, it makes Daniel Garcia's victory so much better. It's not good wrestling. It's sports entertainment, Alex. Yeah. So for that, I say, It's sports entertainment bullshit, and that's yeah. what they do. As <laughs> you know, I mean, this is that's kind of the element in which they're they're attacking. There is that they're they're doing all of yeah. those things that we hate so much. I mean, yeah, I get it. It, it builds heat and everything, but like, if if, the, if is the point to get heat on Yas? Because if the point is that. Fine, you achieved it. If the point is to, as everyone told me they did, make Daniel Garcia forever, then you have him beat De Brian Danielson. You have him just beat him. Especially because the, the story was already told that he knocked himself for a loop, landing wrong on that missile dropkick. And everything after that, he could barely figure out what the fog was in front of his face. They did such a great job with everything, and then they decided to throw in that extra little thing they didn't need and if they didn't throw it in there they would have been an even better resolution i think i, I think so but i mean it is it is brian coming back i don't think you want to necessarily i don't know i i well, i don't have a problem with it and normally you know if this were habitual then right. I, I certainly would but mm. it's one of those things where um this would be uh well, I would agree, is is the match that makes Daniel Garcia, we would look back at this 10, 15 years from now as the night he became the mask of the Red Death, Daniel Garcia, when he beat Brian Danielson clean. As it is, I'll forget about this match in three months because of this bullshit little thing they really? had, Jake. I will, I will, personally. So I, that's all I know is like my own personal What if proclivities. I remind you about it in three months? You will, I'm sure. And then I'll be like, oh, wasn't that the match where Jake Hager needlessly grabbed Danielson's leg? Alex. Listen. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my grumpy t-shirt. What, what do you expect from me? You got to learn, buddy. That's heat. That's heat. It is heat. Just me, Junie says, Garcia channeling that inner Nate Diaz persona. That's who I see the most of. I see like Nate mm -hmm. Diaz. Yeah. Uh, KB says Daniel Garcia is an absolute star. Welcome back, Brian Danielson. You know, it's funny, like not everybody thought that that Daniel Garcia was going to be a star. I remember esteemed journalist John Alba outright oh, telling me like after after I, I, I messaged him and I was like, you got to check out this Daniel Garcia guy. I've worked with him a lot at Limitless and I do all this great work with him. And John Alba was like, no, he's the shits, I bet. And th th it's so funny. I said, you bet. And John Alba goes, well, I've never really cared to watch any of his work. I'm just going to assume. And then later on, here's what happened, Alex. He watched, he watched his stuff and he's like, man, he is good. Thank you for, for smartening me up. Thanks for mm -hmm. smartening me up. You saw those, those conversations. Oh, yeah. I, you, you, you filled me in on it at the time. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, I smartened you up to me smartening him up. Exactly. It was great. It was great. John Alba, man, you hate to see it. Hate to see it. Wrong, wrong again, that guy. Wrong uh, again. 
Eloquent says, Mr. Main Event, Daniel Garcia, TK trusts him big. Uh, <laughs> Irene says, really like Garcia winning tonight, but can we have an update on Brian? He's a worker. He's the best worker, <laughs> He's man. He's a good worker. Irene, <laughs> I, I love you, though. Thank you. He said, some fans he, panicking over him being hurt. Me too, every time he does it. He's every time I he he gets me every time and it makes me so angry. The way there's there's no reason for him to sell like he did when he hit a missile drop kick on another guy, but he knows that by selling <laughs> then that's what's gonna get us to really to really be concerned. He's a sadist. Shout out to Andreselton saying, Man, John Alba really taking an L on talent scouting. Mm -hmm. You're telling mm -hmm. me. Uh -huh. you're telling me it was so funny. Cause right after I did it, John did the wave too. just oh, him, God. just him in the room. And he did the wave. It was unbelievable. Corey said, Oh boy. Corey said, if tonight had a tagline, it would be AW dynamite building new pillars. Get yourself two free pillars at helixsleep.com slash fightful. Am I right? <laughs> subscribers with that wit and charm nothing to do with breaking news Volov says people need to remember that brian danielson is sex and has thought about faking his own death did you see that moronic yes. end of twitter that got a hold of that and they're like looks mm -hmm. like sean ross sap is tweeting his sex again i'm like y'all are too fucking dumb to read a byline a byline <laughs> By the way, I haven't run the Fightful account since 2016. Also, apples are tree semen. Chris Frazier says are. great. They are. Great. It's been proven by science. Chris Frazier says great main event. Shame about the finish. That's not how sharpshooters work. Let, let Daniel Garcia put you in one. Yeah. Especially the way he does it when he yeah. cranks back fully. Yeah. Jambeard says... When we have when we hit 10k, can we have Alex interview Jericho or Hager? <laughs> uh Jericho follows me. I think it's a bad idea for all Jericho involved. follows me and Hager, I know Hager. I've interviewed him multiple times. I'll say this one of the two subscribed to Fightful Select. <laughs> Roy says Danielson versus his own brain is the greatest feud. It's so, so true. And as we wrap so up, uh, RJ says, theme of the night was building stars. Jungle Boy and Ricky Starks are super baby faces with two great promos. Hobbs is despised by all. Dante had most improved promo. And Brian puts over Garcia. A whole lot of stuff happened. And Volob gifted five Fightful memberships. Uh, we're looking to add some stuff to that on YouTube. Uh, I am starting to make some of our old members-only podcasts available to our members here. We hadn't had a lot of plans here, but you guys seem to love the membership thing here. So go crazy. I will find some behind-the-scenes stuff also that we, we have from years ago. We have like bloopers and, and things like that as well. God damn, Phil Felice. Jesus. Come on. Come on. You know what I have to say about that? That's heat. Okay, I'm going to run things down for you guys this week. 
We had a, three interviews that are going up this week. Titus O'Neill today, Drew McIntyre Thursday, Rocky Romero Saturday. Did the Listen Your Boy today, biggest episode ever. You want to hear Jimmy's take on this business stuff. He is a successful businessman. Thursday, you got the spotlight in the in the morning. You got the Impact Post Show at night. Friday, you got the AEW SmackDown review, Kate and Alexis. Saturday, you don't have Grapsity. It's going to air Sunday. Saturday night, I am trying to rush back to my hotel, do, an, uh, do a post-show podcast with Denise. Let me explain to you the logistics. Denise is getting married 16 hours after this show. I am flying from SummerSlam to this wedding in between that amount of time. Sunday, Kate and Joel will be reviewing the Ric Flair's last match card. Monday, Alex and Kate will be hosting our post-Raw show. So Sour Graps will be public and free for everyone. Tuesday, y'all are back for the NXT review. Wednesday, I'm back in the saddle. Next week, we also have interviews dropping with Sarah Schreiber and Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart dropping a surprising scoop in our interview that I'm going to have on Mm. FightfulSelect.com. I'll tell Alex off the air. But Alex, what are you going on, friend? Um, well, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, I have, uh, we, Kate and I will be doing a post SummerSlam, uh, on the Fightful Select. So if yes. somehow you can't make it back to your hotel room in oh. time, then, then we'll, we'll be doing one, our, our own. So there you go. By the way, on Select, uh, coexisting after dark with Rob and Maggie, Rob's been doing pay-per-view pre-shows as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The, you will never find more content than on FightfulSelect.com for, for this amount of money. Our prices are cheaper in 2022 than anywhere else's have ever been for exclusive wrestling content. Come on. It's true. Let's heck and go. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to our Maz Luis. Even though, listen, even though, I still love you, Luis. Monday mm-hmm. sing along. Oh boy. The, the, the prime raw audience is in for a shock. <laughs> Guys, until next time, thank you all so much. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.